You're listening to the Fairies and Folklore Podcast by Renal. I'm dark fantasy author Renal Janssen von With nearly a decade of digging around in dusty folklore books, researching creatures of imagination that ignited my curiosity, I'm here to share the folklore in a nutshell and how I reimagined it for my writing in An Origin of the Fae. This is the Fairies and Folklore Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Rinal Janssen von Vieren. You can just call me Rinal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Feyre. This episode is brought to you by my Dark Court Sisters book series, available in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. Three sisters, three destinies, three ways to destroy the world. Go to renaldemythmaker.com forward slash Dark Court Sisters series for more. You can now support my time in producing the podcast, researching, writing and everything else involved by buying me a coffee. This can be a once-off thing or you can buy me coffee again in the future at your discretion. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Renal to support me. We are continuing our exploration of solitary fae. Today's fairy, Puka. Folklore in a nutshell by Renal. Though Puka means goblin, spirit or sprite and has different spellings, this mythical creature can shapeshift into any animal it wants to. It does on occasion take the form of a mishappen goblin, usually when demanding its share of the harvest, but this is rare. Though some see them as terrifying, the puka is mostly benign and mischievous. The tales that malign this creature is usually concerned with black magic, damage and sickness. Though the puka is well known for mischief and there are no accounts of a puka ever harming a human. Its appearance varies from region to region. In County Down, the puka looks like a tiny goblin asking for its share of the harvest. This has come to be known as the puka share when the reapers leave a few strands behind. In County Laos, it is the form of a hairy, terrifying bogeyman out to scare people who are out after dark. In Roscommon, the puka looks like a black goat. In Wexford, the puka is an eagle with an immense wingspan. For the most part, though, it takes on the form of a beautiful black horse, which enjoys taking the unwary on a wild ride through the countryside, depositing them safely at their front door at dawn, or more likely, just dumping them wherever when the fun is over, usually in a bog or other such nasty place. What sets the puka apart from fairy animals, though, is its ability to speak. It can even take on human form and chat to humans, tricking them or even giving advice. No matter the shape the puka takes, its fur is always dark. In a lot of places, the puka is seen as a creature of the hills and mountains. This is mainly because the sphere enjoys the freedom of galloping across open spaces in its horse form. In Ireland, the puka is mainly feared because it only comes out at night and finds it enjoyable to create mayhem and mischief. It's not clear where the legend of the puka comes from, 
but it's obviously from the widespread horse cults from the early Celtic world that left its mark on the other world. And now for my interpretation of the Fae in an origin of the Fae, Booker. Two kinds. The first kind roams free as horses and love being mischievous. They are deft shapeshifters capable of assuming any form, terrifying or pleasing. The human form, like those of the second kind of puka, is marked by fur ears and sometimes a tail. No matter the form they take, their fur is always dark. Even in animal form, they have the power of human speech. They enjoy confusing and helping humans in equal measure, even terrifying them on occasion. They like to embellish the truth and see the reactions of others. They're puckish, like their name suggests and quick-witted. Their favourite trick is to suddenly appear out of the ground between the legs of an unwary human and carry the person off. After a wild night of galloping everywhere, the puka will throw the rider off at daybreak, in mud if possible, and disappear. The only time they appear to be wrathful is when the farmer forgets to leave a couple of stalks after harvesting for the puka to enjoy. Everyone knows that they should leave the puka share. The second kind belonged to the Haifei. They were somehow enslaved by them and can only occasionally shapeshift. They have to stain their human form, fur ears and all, to serve the Haifei. Mostly they live in the human realm. They are absolutely terrified of everything. They are known to be great chefs, which is the position they usually have in the Haifei household. Stories abound that the second kind of puka are bloodthirsty creatures with vampiric tendencies. In these stories, they are known to hunt down, kill and eat their victims, usually humans. Unfortunately, this is true. Because these pukas are unable to roam free and be mischievous as is their nature, something inside breaks and they become monsters, but only for a while. They will return to being the frightened slaves of the Haifei, unable to shapeshift once the magic is burned up. All Pukas have the ability to give humans the power to understand the language of animals. All Pukas love drama, mischief and leading others on a merry chase. As a little bonus, let's look at this fairy translated to Afrikaans. Puka. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renowthemythmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic and danger await. Take care.